What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It With Camacho. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Um, August 10th. August 10th. New York City. Comic Strip Live. Come see James Camacho, the multiracial comedian. Film his one-hour stand-up comedy special to be sold nowhere and released publicly on YouTube for a net loss of $20,000. Woo! That was a ballpark estimate of the of the budget for the special, by the way. Let's, uh, let's not throw any uh, numbers out there. But yes, guys, um, you know it. I say it every week. I'm posting it everywhere on my socials. Um, I'm putting ads out all over New York City. I'm putting flyers up. I got I got ads on social media running. Comedy taping special. Comedy taping special. I I love mixing up words. Um, it shows I'm not connected to what I'm saying. It shows I'm in my head because I'm already like jumping ahead to the to the later part of the sentence. Comedy special taping Thursday, August 10th, Comic Strip Live, New York City. 8 p.m. show, 7.30 p.m. check-in seating. Get your tickets, jamescamacho.com. Please, for the love of God. And uh, here, I want to make this announcement, too. If you are thinking, if you are pondering, purchasing your admission materials, and you haven't done so yet, if you can, please do it sooner rather than later. And this is because... Um, I've got about I've got a certain amount of tickets sold right now, which is which is a an okay start, right? But I got about three, four times that amount of tickets I already sold. Um, pending. Does that make sense? Like there are about a hundred people. That might be a little much, but there's a good amount of people that said they're going to buy tickets, bring friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That haven't bought their tickets yet. Which, you know, not to say I don't trust you fuckers, not to say I don't I don't believe you, you know. Um, I believe in the, in uh, flat earth and flat asses, so I'll believe in anything. But the point I'm trying to make here is that if you can try to buy your tickets earlier, buy them. Because it does, um, one, it gives me a little bit self-confidence and that we're moving tickets. And two, it will help me um, look better to the directors and producers um, that are helping me film this, that they're not going to come shoot something for, you know, 12 people. And uh, it's going to be fucking weird. So, um, and also it helps the club know that there are tickets moving and if they need to hire um, staffing and um, just also um, uh, if, if I can show them like we have a, a certain amount of tickets sold, we can then add a second show, you know? So what I'm trying to say here is like, please get your tickets sooner rather than later. I understand what it is, you know? Like no one, it's 2023. No one wants to be tied down, okay? If you go, hey, do you want to come into my thing in three weeks? You don't want to give that person uh, a confirmation until day of or six, 16 minutes before, you know? Because you never know what's going to come up, right? If your buddies ask you, hey, Bro, you want to come do the this thing at the at the lake house? Blah, blah blah blah. And you have three weeks to decide. You you don't know. You're not. You don't want to say yes. You don't know if you say yes. Like, what about day of? You know, if if Amber Rose magically DMs you on Instagram and says she wants to blow you. You know, <laughs> what if Aaron Judge, the captain of the New York Yankees, goes, "Hey man." There's this um, really high-tech scientific procedure that will allow us to, like, switch bodies and lives. So, like, your mind will be in my body, and you'll have all my baseball skills and all my money and all my everything. And uh, we can only do it the day of your, your buddy's lake house gathering. You never know what can happen. You don't want to have to say no to that, right? And I understand that. But if you could find it within yourself... To just commit to coming <laughs> to my thing August 10th and just buy your tickets in advance, I would greatly appreciate it, you know? And honestly, I won't even be mad at you. 
if you buy tickets and you commit to coming and Amber Rose says she wants to blow you, that's a valid excuse to not come, okay? Just saying. Please buy your tickets earlier. Earlier the better. Early bird gets the worm. As uh, Who the fuck made that quote up? Can we Google that? Is that just one of those quotes that like we don't know who, who, who started it? Early bird gets the worm. Here we go. Who who originated? Who said? Let's write that. Early bird gets the worm. Who said that? Who that? Who said that? John Ray. John Ray or, or John Ray. It was uh, rec- first recorded in a collection of English proverbs by John Ray in 1670. Wow. And originally the phrase was the early bird. Catcheth the worm. Uh, imagine if you were that big of a English major bitch cunt, you know? Someone was like, early bird gets the worm, and you're such a fucking English major historian cocksucker. You're just like, um, actually, it's early bird catches the worm, okay? That's what it really is, not catch the worm. You forgot the <laughs> at the end. That's like old school English, right? When they would add F at the end. Like, uh, I bangeth your wife. There's always, there was that F at the end. I wonder what happened to the F. Hmm, it's gone. It's gone like those those passengers on the submarine. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, that's old news, huh? Is anyone talking about that anymore? The submarine people? You know what's coming up on my feed now? On my TikTok algorithm? And I, I'm so, you know, oh my God, before we get into the algorithm shit of it all, um, I'm getting all these videos on my TikTok algorithm. It's funny because my algorithm for TikTok and my algorithm for Instagram are, and my algorithm for YouTube are, are three separate things. Isn't that fascinating? Does anyone else have that? Like three different algorithms going for each of their uh, social medias? Isn't that weird? So my TikTok algorithm is all these videos of people at air, airports yelling at um, the airlines because their flights are delayed. Like literally, I opened up my Instagram uh, TikTok today, and it's just like you just you just see a bunch of people like crowding around a gate at an airport, and you just hear you motherfucking cocksucking pieces of shit. Fuck you. We've been here all day. Fuck you, pieces of shit, asshole, motherfuckers, fuck you. <laughs> Just like, whoa. You know, you can't help but look because it's, it's, there's so many uh, cursing and angers and, uh, you know, assholes, um, tight assholes. And, um, yeah, I don't know why that's coming up. You know, maybe it's because I was uh, I was Googling stuff. Not Googling. I was um, looking up that uh, lady on the, on the plane, you know, because I was trying to write some bits about it. So I was trying to get some... Some intel and some juice on that. And I guess now TikTok just goes, oh, so he looked at airline lady um, seeing things and, and getting off the plane. So he must love airline videos where there's drama, you know? That's how the algorithm rolls, you know? I always related to, like, my father. My dad was, like, you know, never talked to me, never asked me how I'm doing with life, never, like, you know, gave a shit about my existence. And, uh... And like he would always sometimes like when he felt when he when he wanted to like attempt to be a father, he would do these like half baked things, you know, because like so he like my so growing up, my dad knew I was like into baseball, right? Or into like uh, I was like into like um, comedy movies and shit. So his way of trying to like connect with me is like. He would give me like the comic book, like he. So he, my dad, like was one of those. Um, my dad's so fucking old school, sixties. He used to get the newspaper like every day, and he would read it every day, even to this day. He like reads like the Star Ledger or New York Times, one of those newspapers, like every day, right? So his way of like his like low effort way of like relating to me was to give me the comic book section of the newspaper he already buys every day, and he was like. You like comedy, right? I'm like, 
yeah, I, I like comedy. And then, you know, you get, as a kid, you get all these hope, like, oh, my dad finally, like, gives a shit about something. Is he going to give me, like, is he going to take me to see the new Jim Carrey movie? Is he going to, like, you know, um, you know, buy me these mangas that I'm interested in? Like, what is it? And he just hands me a fucking crumpled up comic book section of the newspaper and goes, if you like, yeah, I heard you like comedy. So here's some comedy. And then you just get it. And it's just like, I don't, I don't give a shit about this kind of comedy, you know? Like, how how like how and then and then my dad will like like you know smile and like walk away like he did something you know it's like how what kind of fucking um how do you how is that your way of relating to your kid you know like just that is the lowest effort way anyways but that's what these algorithms are like it's like literally like you will like like something or accidentally like something you know you ever accidentally like like something or say something because like your giant fat hands accidentally like mush on the screen where the safe part is and the next thing you know you're just inundated with oh 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 you like the you like the this picture of a banana or here's some more fruit don't you love fruit here's some uh, uh your fruit here's more fruit grapes blah 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 you're just like jesus i like bananas not every fucking fruit in the world you know and there's all these videos about fruit farms you're just like oh my god dude jesus like oh anyways so yeah, that is interesting. All my algorithms on my apps are different. Like TikTok is fucking people screaming at airlines. My Instagram is all sneakers and uh, comedians that are like doing podcast. Like I guess I guess my algorithm on Instagram knows I like sneakers, so I get all the sneaker content, which is which is fine. And then I get all these like comedians that like I've never seen before. Like it'll be like oh like here like I'll get uh, someone doing their podcast. I'm like I've never listened to this podcast before. Why the fuck would I just you know? I guess it's just being like comedian podcast. Like my dad, like oh 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 ah, and it's just like maybe you'll like it, you know. But I would just like, wouldn't you show someone something of something that they like organically went on to look for? You know, like all these recommendations. That's maybe that's the weird thing about comedy. It's like you may like someone stand up. Like let's say you like. Uh, Dave Chappelle, right? But that doesn't mean you'll like, um, you know, whatever Tom Jerry's fucking stand up that you never heard of, right? Because like, there's two different styles and two different. Most times, people like if they like one comedian, you know, they 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 don't really know about many other comedians, and like it's almost like they have like a relationship with that comedian, you know, like they don't want to really, they're not really open to other things, and like sense of humor is so like, like people comedian styles and everything are so different, you know, it's like. It's really niche, so I don't think that whole fucking algorithm thing works with, like, fucking stand-up. Like, oh, you like this stand-up? Here's another stand-up, you know? It's just, yeah. You know? I guess sneakers, it's it's a, little, it's a bit easier. It's just, like, if you like, you know, Jordans, and here's more Jordans, he's like, yeah, okay. But if it's, like, here, uh, here's Kevin Hart, maybe you'll like uh, Ali Wong. It's like... Maybe you would, but like I feel, I feel like if you like Kevin Hart, you're probably, I don't know, Kevin Hart's pretty mainstream. But maybe it's more like if you, let's say you're a big fan of like uh, Sinbad or something, right? And then uh, I don't think if your algorithm shows you Ali Wong, you're going to be like, whoa, I like this too, you know? Fuck you. And um, what's the other one? Oh, YouTube. YouTube, oh my God, it's all motivational thing. YouTube is where I go when I want to try to talk myself off a ledge. So everything on there is just like, don't kill yourself. It's going to be okay. Hug your mother. Um, you know, go jerk off. Get some relief. You know, take Molly. Microdose more. You know, oh, it's, it's fucking crazy. Anyways, um, as you guys might notice, um, we've kind of switched up the background of the podcast. So I was doing it at a table. Um, but now I've decided that I'm going to, I'm going to be more chiller, you know, I'm going to be more chiller because this is a, this is a kicking it with Camacho, not, you know, business zoom meeting, quarterly meeting to discuss, um, company finances, Camacho, you know? So I'm on the couch and, um, I'm slowly like starting to build up, uh, things in my life that are important to me. So let me just introduce you. Um, as you guys know, these are the my custom-made Nike sneakers with Camacho on the back. Um, I just did a photo shoot for these, by the way. Um, so those uh, sexy photos will be up soon. Um, you know what's crazy about the photo shoot? We, we shot pictures for like an hour, hour and a half. And dude, that's like cardio, you know? I was exhausted after that. 
And I'm just doing like, you know, you know, all these stupid photos. I'm just taking direction from the photographer. But we did that for an hour and a half, and I was I was pretty gassed, man. Um, maybe I'm just not fit, you know? Maybe I'm a pussy, right? Stop blaming everything else, James. Maybe it's you, all right? Maybe you're just not physically able to take photos, all right? Maybe it's not the photo-making process. You ever think about that? You ever think about that shit? Anyways, so, yeah, I am fitting. It's kicking in with Camacho, so we're going to have the Camacho sneakers here. And we got the Mush, Smush. So, Smush is a... Okay, so a little background on Smush here. Smush for... Oh, I forget we have audio listeners, right? So, people might not be able to see. All right, so let me paint the portrait, guys. Right now, I'm doing the podcast on my couch in my apartment in New York City. To my left, I have my custom... Uh, James Camacho Nike Dunk sneakers and to my left I also have a, a Seattle Mariners Moose Squish doll what is it what kind of doll is this it's one of those like uh, half pillow half like stress ball little dolls of the Mariners Moose um, I'm, a, I'm a Seattle Mariners baseball fan and uh, my girlfriend and I we went there we went to a game at a T-Mobile Park which is I think one of the most probably top two or three most beautiful baseball parks in the country. And we went to the gift shop after, and we saw this, and it was such, it, it was an impulse buy. Like, we saw it. I thought it was so cute. And, like, I remember I picked it up, and I was, like, squishing it. It was all soft and shit. I'm like, oh, I like this thing. And my girlfriend was like, how much is it? And I was like, oh, it's like, I forgot how much, how much were you, Smush? It wasn't cheap. It was, like, maybe $30, $40 for this stupid fucking thing that some kid in Vietnam made for two cents but he uh i remember so i was buying um a hat this hat actually holy shit that's so funny i was buying this cap because i had run out of um my old mariners cap you know shrunk and stuff and uh my head got bigger because um you know just more air up there and i had to get a new hat and while i was getting the hat i saw this on like the impulse section of the checkout line and i grabbed it and I could immediately might tell my girlfriend thought it was cute too, but she was trying to play all, you know, she was trying to play, um, uh, uh, um, business manager over here or a finance person. She was just like, uh, who, who, who is it? What's the person that when you're successful, uh, that helps you with your fi- account or something, your business account or whatever. So she was trying to be all like my business account and shit. And she was just like, you can't buy that. It's 40 bucks. You don't need that. Blah, 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 blah. But I could tell she also thought it was very cute. And I was holding it, squishing it. And then we get to the checkout line. And then I give it to her. And she's squishing it and, and, and shit. I get rung up for the hat. And then the lady is just like, you getting that too? And I look at my girlfriend. And she was she didn't say no. Like She just was kind of like. Uh, we don't, I mean, uh, but, uh, and then immediately in that moment I knew, all right, you want this. I want this. It's impulse. Fuck the accountant manager bullshit. Let's get it. So I grabbed it and I threw it in there, rung it up. And then the hat and the fucking squish was $600. And, um, I got raped at T-Mobile park. <laughs> Anyways, so that's squish right here. Um, keep me company for the podcast and my, you know, my laptop is, uh, to my right folks. And uh, yeah, just just uh, you know, I'm trying to personalize the podcast, quote unquote, studio. And um, yeah, so what were we talking about? The algorithms and shit. Oh yeah, so um, three different. Al- okay, I want to talk about this. And if you think I talk about this too much on the podcast, please write into me so I can be more self-aware. Also, I don't know if you guys caught it. I have a bandana on, a red one. Um, I uh, I feel like I have to explain these. Uh, fashion decisions so with my long hair and my straight asian hair every time i wash it it gets fucking all over the place right and i don't have this like you know lancelot natural hair where like it all goes back and shit and it falls into place perfectly i have this straight fucking chinese hair that like literally is uh like 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 no curl to it whatsoever so when it's wet it all just goes straight down so literally, if I don't pull my hair back like this, like and put it in the bandana thing, like that fucking uh, ain't nobody got time for that lady on social media. Uh, my fucking hair will just like 
poke into my eyes and like it literally creates this fucking curtain where I can't see anything. So that's why it's up there. That's why it's like that. I just took a shower recently. I'm basically drying my hair out right now and um, just explaining my decisions. I'm not in any gang. All right. Just because I got a red bandana doesn't mean I'm a blood. I remember in high school, um, if you wore a bandana, like a red bandana or a blue bandana, um, or like if you had one hanging out of your pocket, like all the fucking like black kids would like want to beat you up, you know? And now that I look back at it, it's like in my high school, like I, you know, I grew up in like a, a middle class suburb, but there was like a a small part that was called uh, Potter's, uh, the Potter's housing projects or whatever you call them. And it was, there was like, um, I don't know, like, listen, like I would go there sometimes if I had a friend that lived there, but like, it was like kind of like notorious for being like um, a place that if you didn't live there and if you went there, there's a chance you might get shook down. And uh, I actually got robbed in Potters before, so I'm not being racist here, okay? Like, I've gotten robbed there before. It's just the lower-income part of where I, or the part of the city I grew up in. And, yeah, so I guess those kids or whatever were in gangs, and uh, if you wore a red bandana or a blue bandana, they would, like, quote-unquote, they would G-check you, you know? Which is uh, pretty ridiculous. And... When I think about it, it was probably because, like, you know, when you're a kid, you believe shit. But it's like, that's so dumb, you know? Like, you could, if I wore this red bandana to the supermarket now, or if I walked around the city with a blue bandana, no one's going to fuck with me, you know? No one's going to say shit to me. And maybe it's because in New York City, I don't think there's a high blood Crip gang uh, population, right? But I guess if I wore it in a neighborhood with that, I might get uh, shanked in the left butt cheek i don't know so just explaining my uh options here this must be the worst audio podcast to listen to by the way i am just explaining visual things on here i'm so sorry all right we'll get to we'll get to some substance here so my um i if you as you guys know i got shadow banned on instagram recently um and uh, it all starts because i was making all these selfie videos of me doing jokes about being mixed race, Chinese, Puerto Rican. And I was essentially just taking jokes from my stand-up and just saying them to camera um, because I didn't have a good enough camera to make clips of them. And um, I also like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a working comedian, but a lot of the rooms I play in are half full um, are just, just, uh, just, just, yeah. So the, like, you know, the audience isn't big and, and like a lot of times I'm playing bar rooms or shows where like, like, you know, the room is completely papered, which means people got free tickets. So the crowds are tough and like it's tough. So anyways, um, long story short, I decided I wanted to go from making the selfie joke videos to being more of what I am, which is a stand-up comedian and to post more stand-up clips, crowd work clips, and stuff like that, just so people could see, like, what I really, you know, what I'm passionate about, which is stand-up and being in nightclubs and telling jokes. And I, you know, I, you know, being a product of the fucking Jersey uh, system, the New Jersey system, I I do swear a lot, but, like, I don't think I'm a, I don't, I, I, I'm not a clean comic, but I'm not a dirty comic. Like, I don't have jokes about body fluids going on the people's eyeballs or anything, you know, or anything, like, disgusting like that. But I, my whole account on Instagram, my whole following that I built off of, I basically switched what I was doing to try to like, you know, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I have this audience. Let me show them my stand up, Right. And it's pretty much backfired for the last year. Backfired in terms of like my engagement has gone down. Um, and, and I've been uh, shadow banned because I'm cursing in the videos. And when you curse on Instagram videos, they uh they give you like these um um community guideline strikes and then i even like censored the cursing and i i misspelled the curses in the subtitles still fucking uh shadow banned sh- community strike and um yeah so i pretty much and and then you know it's funny too like like you think if you have like 100,000 followers or whatever on something that if you post something, 100,000 followers see it. That's not the case. The way these fucking things work is that your follower count doesn't really matter. 
it's just like what whatever you're putting out there. So like if your content is about cheese, right? Then it's going to just show it to people who are into cheese, follower or not follower. So you would think, but you know, the, I guess the idea is like the people that follow you, let's say you're a cheese person, right? And the people that follow you are into cheese. So if you keep posting cheese stuff, your followers will see it. But if you're a cheese person and you start talking about daiquiris, then no one on your cheese feed following feed is going to see daiquiri stuff. It's only going to go to people that are not following you in the Instagram zeitgeist that are into daiquiris, right? So my engagement went down and then I got shadow banned and um, I'm just here to say that. Oh, and then I got like I just so I had I was shadow banned and the restrictions of my account got lifted after like a month and a half. And I just posted a video where I took out the curses. I I, I made it as uh, not offensive as possible. And it's just a video where a lady is heckling me. She yells peeking duck at me, which I go, oh, well, that's racist. And they again we're like, nope, this is bad. This goes against community guidelines. So um, this time they didn't shadow ban me. They just gave me another, they gave me a warning. But I think if you have three warnings, then you get shadow banned. And I'm just like, you know, I got it yesterday. And like, I've been like uh, on good terms with the social media, Instagram. For like, I don't know, it's been like a week, right? It was like when I was in Chattanooga when the thing came off. So that's last week. So I just threw my hands up in the air and I've given up. I've given up, folks. I've given up trying to be myself on um, Instagram. So from now on, what you're going to see on there is just Disney, clean, anyone above four years old can enjoy stuff. And, you know, that's so lame to say. And uh, I feel like I've uh, I sold out. But, hey, I got to make a fucking career, man. I'm not getting any younger. I'm still good looking. I don't, you know... I still have my hair. I got cats to feed. You know, I got to I got to put my cat through college. You know, I got to fucking feed my cats and I got to satisfy my girlfriend and um, get in a buy in a, a place at some point. I live in New York. I got fucking nine million dollars a month rent. So, yeah, it's a tough decision because it's tough only because I spent a year trying to be myself. And I mean, I've talked about this on my um Shiv and I did an episode of Mixed Mutts podcast where we were talking to Alga Namir, and she was talking about how, like, she feels like that if she doesn't do her Jewish jokes or blowjob jokes as a woman comic, no one, you know, receives her. Like, she'll talk about things she wants to talk about, and then um, people don't care. And I've always felt like that, too. I felt like, and I, no, so in the podcast, I was saying, like, yeah, I feel like the moment I stopped doing Asian stuff, these algorithms and, and the people were like, fuck this just do asian voice buddy you know but listen um i'm not completely selling out it's not like i'm gonna be a fucking start going out there and like completely pandering to like the left or whatever or to the right you know i'm not a right wing person by the way like someone wrote to me um they went to my show and they were like they had a good time and they wrote favorite white right wing comic i'm like what the fuck is that and i guess it's because i have all these jokes but where I make fun of like uh politically correct people but that that doesn't mean i'm right wing that just means like i'm like a logical person you know so you know from now on instagram definitely instagram is just going to be and probably tiktok too because tiktok is if anything you know it's funny people always say like tiktok is very uh very disney and very i've never really gotten any like community strikes or violations on tiktok it's always instagram dude so i think for me for me instagram seems to be the way more strict about um the use of profanity and uh adult content so instagram is going to be all my uh clean jokes more selfie videos if i have a stand-up clip or a crower clip that's no cursing in it and no sex no adult themed stuff on there i will put it on there but if you want to see like stand up or dirtier jokes curse words adult just adult theme stuff more r-rated material um it's going to be on youtube from now on youtube.com slash james camacho so get on there if you want to see some stand-up some crowd work some just more raw stuff and then for this for the instagram and, and um most likely the tiktoks is just going to be pretty clean safe disney shit because I need Instagram and TikTok followers to um, show agencies and shit that I'm worth booking, you know, 
And, you know, if I'm on these things, bad sides, I don't have the same, I don't have the reach. So I can't promote my shit to human beings, you know, and I'm going to end up, you know, being on that. I don't want, I don't want to be that guy that gets old and, you know, screaming like, they fuck me, they blah, 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 you know, blaming the fucking, the, the algorithm because uh, they didn't get me, you know, I've accepted, they don't care. And they just want to make money because they're trying to sell ad space. So I'm going to comply. All right. You happy? You happy? I know they can hear me off that fucking microphone. You happy? You got me. You got me. Anyways, but YouTube is cool. YouTube seems to not give a shit if you say shit, fuck, and any of that stuff. That's why we do this podcast on Instagram. Can you imagine if I put this on fucking TikTok or something? Or like, one, it would get no views because it's a fucking hour long and I'm just driveling on. There's not enough cuts, you know? It's not enough, there's no cuts, music, and dancing for it to be have any retention rate on Instagram or TikTok. And I'm just cursing up a storm, you know? So, whatever, man. Anyways, so... YouTube.com slash James Camacho for all the stand-up stuff. The special will be on there, too. And, uh, man, my the, one of the things that bums me out is, like, thinking about the reality of, like, when the special comes out and I have these uh, this amazing footage of me doing jokes that if I put it up on Instagram, it's just going to get shadow banned again, you know? Oh, it's a real bummer to think about. I'm going to spend fucking $5 million for something that's going to get shadow banned Anyways, all right, so let's talk about this. Um, I'm a I'm a big sports fan, as you guys know. I'm a big New York Giants fan. It's so crazy. We're almost at football season, right? So we're in the middle of July, so about a month and a half. Football season will be back. Um, and Saquon Barkley, who is the running back of the New York Giants, he's been going through these like um, contract negotiations. He's feel like he feels like he's not being paid enough money. And the Giants don't want to pay him the money, so they're kind of going back and forth. And it's tough because Barkley is pretty much like the face of the New York Giants. He's one of their most beloved players. And um, the Giants, um, football in general, the running back position has pretty much been, is like almost just phased out of like the offense, you know? It's almost like white guys in show business. They're like just kind of being like slowly, like just, you know, just done. So, um, Saquon, who's probably, is he, he's not even the best running back. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. One of the great guys in the NFL, like one of the great characters and uh, people in the NFL. He wants to get paid, and the Giants don't want to pay him because. You know, it's almost like if someone was like, hey, like, listen, like this car we have here is a great car. Um, not the best car, maybe like the second, third best car out there. And um, this car is like, you know, you're you're it's part of like, I don't know, your childhood. Right. It's got some sentimental value to it. And it's a good car, all that shit. But the market value for that car like so, the ask, let's say the asking price, like the person trying to sell the car, is like this. Like let's say it's like two hundred thousand dollars, right? But the market value for that car, in actuality, is one hundred fifty thousand dollars. But they're like, hey, but you know, you want to pay the extra fifty thousand because X Y Z. It's because it's got sentimental value. Your dad uh, had sex in it. You know, you know, whatever, right? So and then you're like, well, you know, yeah, I I I, I got sent. It's sentimental, but I don't want to pay above market value. I could just get a another car that's a better car for this amount because there are there are uh, running backs out there right now that had better seasons than Saquon last year that um are asking for less money but they're still not getting the money they're asking for because the running back position like I said it's like white white guys straight white guys in social in the in in show business (laughs) right so there's that whole you know stuff and honestly speaking I'm a Giants fan and I do like Saquon. Like, I love, like, you know, there, there are been countless times where I've seen him while watching a game break off a huge run. And you're just like, Saquon's my fucking guy. You know, he's squatting 7 million pounds at the gym, right? I got to say, like, you know, despite having those moments of, yeah, I, um, he, he, it's not like he plays a lot, you know? Like, he's been injured a good amount and, I can probably count on my hand the amount of times 
he's given me excitement over the last, what, three, four years he's been a giant, you know? And I also just, like, you know, I was thinking about last year and, like, yeah, he makes Daniel Jones better. But then, you know, that game against the Vikings where the playoff game where um, the Giants won, like, it wasn't really much to do with Barkley. It's like it was Daniel Jones was just fucking passing the ball like he was Tom Brady, you know? And I was, like, watching, like, this is exciting. This is the shit right here. So as much as I like Saquon, he's a good guy and everything, he doesn't seem to be, like, part of what they're trying to do with their offense, you know? Or what makes it even the best. Like, the best is when Daniel Jones can fucking pass the ball to receivers and shit. And I know, like, having a good running game can open that kind of stuff up. But, like I said, it's like, I don't, there there hasn't, I don't feel that much of a connection with Saquon because the Giants have been shit the last few years and he hasn't played that much, you know? So, I could be wrong, but I just don't think, you know, the money he wants is, uh, is the money I don't, I don't think he's worth, you know? hope it doesn't come here and kick me in the face you know <laughs> but yeah it's tough because um you know now he, now he's talking about holding out and shit and um honestly i gotta be 100 honest if he holds out i don't know who's number two or number three in the depth chart um for the running backs at giants but i think the giants aren't aren't too far off from you know what they're capable of doing i think brian dable and um Who's the offensive coordinator of the Giants? I just think they'll they'll they'll, they'll be okay. It, he's not that integral to their plans, and it's not it's not nothing that they can't figure out offensively. You know, so I love you, Saquon, but um, I don't I just, I, I honestly don't even like you know, I hear this on the news every day because I listen to sports talk radio every day, and I just like I don't. At this point, I'm just like you know, if you're gonna play or not gonna play. Who gives a fuck? You know, like you're gonna. Either play on the franchise tag or you're not. And if you don't, I don't even like I'm still gonna watch, you know. That's the thing. I like, does he think that if he doesn't play, the Giants are gonna just be shit? Cause like, if you have that, if you think of yourself that much where like I want to get paid this much, like you must think you're that important to the team, you know? And for me, I just don't think he is. I really don't. I think that the Giants could uh, I think the Giants will be okay without him. Now, would they be better with him? Sure, but I don't think it's like that much better, you know? So, yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait for football season, dude. And the Giants were good last year. There's a different taste to it. Like, the, the Giants have been such dog shit the last few years. And you're still excited. Even when the Giants are dog shit, they give you a season of fucking nothing. You're still excited in late July, August when fucking the new season's right around the corner, you know? But this year, last year, they were they were really good. And, uh, you know, I guess these new receipts. I'm just excited. I'm excited. Um, anyways, so let's talk about the... Let's talk about some sneakers real quick. I don't know if you guys saw, but, like, uh, Travis Scott... I don't know if these are actual images, but like apparently Travis Scott has a new sneaker coming out. It's his own original Jordan silhouette. It's called uh, "Cutting the Check," right? Is that what it's called? Let's uh, or "Cut the Check." Let's let's bring these up here. I saw these because uh, of my Instagram algorithms. All sneakers. I saw these on my um my algo. Let's see, Travis Scott. X cut the check. So I don't like, okay, so what I see here, so apparently there's a black pair, a black and brown pair of these, and then there's another pair that literally is just, it's the same colorway as the Jordan 1 low Travis Scott olives that just came out. So I think... I think the cut the checks are the olive ones. That that they look like the Jordan one olives, just like a different shape. Oh, but then here's another image of a brown and black one. So I guess there's a brown and black colorway, and then there's a white olive black colorway coming out. I'm trying to pull up the mock up photo here of it. There's there's a pretty good mock up photo that's been surfacing. Here we go. Found it. All right. 
Travis Scott cut the check Nike. Um, I can't fucking... Hold on, I'm trying to get a, a more clear image here. It's so funny, man. Like, these things get thrown in your face all day on social media. And then when you go to Google it, <clears throat> it's fucking harder than finding a needle in a haystack. All right, here we go. So, yeah, it kind of... It looks like a Nike dunk, really. It just looks like a dunk with, like, Jordan 4 bottoms, you know? And then it's got a strap on, like an Air Force 1 strap on the bottom. It's got this uh, sail-aged midsole, which is like, you know, I'm over that, man, you know? After a certain point, it's like, what's the, I don't understand the aged look. Like, I get it. It does look kind of nice. But if you just wear the fucking sneakers, it will look like that anyways, you know? So there's like pre-aged soul. It's just like, I'm now I'm more curious to see what these will look like, which is regular white bottoms, you know? I don't know, but these are literally like, they, they are no different then um in terms of the colorway like it okay so they look they they pretty much just look like the jordan one low cactus cactus jack um olives except that these have a strap on them but if like to the layman to the layman like if you were to have these on your feet and then you were the next day you were you were to have the jordan one jordan one lows on your feet no one would fucking know the difference it's the same thing you know Um, do they look cool? Yeah, they look cool. I, I do like the colorway of the, like I told you when I did the unboxing for the olives, it's a colorway that I thought was kind of dumb, kind of useless, didn't really contribute much. But then the more I looked at it, the more I was kind of like, all right, yeah, I fuck with this. You know, I like the reverse panda kind of thing. I like, I, I do dig the orange. I mean the orange, um, the olive switch. Like I, I, I got, I got into it. Right. And this is just that. Like, maybe this will be, like, the poor man's version of uh, the Jordan 1 Travis Scott Lowe's. Because, even you know, even though it is Travis Scott's sneaker, um, a lot of, like, um, what sells the Jordan... A lot of what sells... Um, so, obviously, like, you have Jordan, and then you have Travis Scott collabing, right? And what hypes the shoe up it's both ways right so like you know travis scott has these uh silhouettes these um silhouettes for uh what the hell are they call the air trainers or some shit is that what they're called and he did another one with the air max 270s but those like even though they are like you know they do have resale value like they're not reselling the same amount as like a jordan one would you know so, even though it's a Travis Scott shoe and it's a Jordan silhouette, just because it's not like an original retro Jordan, um, I don't know how much hype there's going to be behind it. It will still have hype, though, because, like, you know what they're going to do is Travis Scott, backwards swoosh. They'll market it pretty well, and then they'll make 16 pairs. And, like, you know, just because the scarcity of the pairs, the resale value will be high as shit, and it's going to cause hype. It's going to make it cooler, you know. It's so funny how, like, resale value really does define what's cool about the shoe, you know? It's almost like on social media, like, if something has a million views, it all, that's what makes it quality content. It's not it's, if it's actual quality content. Like, if it's good, funny, interesting, well done. It's just amount, if it has video views, you know? So it's the same thing. It's like, you know, there's these uh, Nike SB Dunk Lows that were supposed to come out called the Born and Raised. And uh, let's Google it real quick. Nike SB Dunk. Can I do Siri to get this? Do this stuff? How does it work? I swear, every time I... Ch I okay. Siri, Google Nike SB Dunk born and raised. Okay. Actually kind of works. All right. So, all right. So, Nike... So, there's these dunks that came out. Um, called the Born and Raised, and I gotta admit they look pretty cool. Like they're base, they're they're uh, white and blue. They have a nice looking swish on there, that's like silver with hints of pink and stuff. It's a it's a cool looking shoe, you know, for sure. Like I would uh, 
I would be into it. You know, I am into it, but I, I don't think I need a, I don't need shoes in my collection now that don't really have any meaning to me, you know? So apparently born and raised is, uh, is a streetwear brand and the founder Spanto, what's his full name? Chris Spanto just passed away. Like, Literally a few days before, not a few days, but so the shoes are, the, the dunk was supposed to be released July 20th and then on the sneakers app, July 21st, then the guy died and then they took it off the app. And I remember when these were first announced and if you went on stock X, they were reselling for like $200, you know? So let's, let's, uh, let's Google that. Let's get Siri up back on the horn again. Hey Siri, Google Nike SB Dunk Born and Raised Stock X. Okay. Look at that. So right. So there's there's only eight pairs available, right? Because they had they canceled the thing because the guy died. Um now let's look at so back in Okay, so they were going for like there were sales for about uh $400 back in May, right? When they were released. And then when the dude died, the resale value like literally doubled. So now if you look on StockX and if you want to get a pair, a pair a 10 and a half is $2,000, an 11 and a half is $2,999, 9 half 2,000 $2,500. And bro, I shit you not, like just not that long ago, like in May or whatever, they were going for like, I don't know, 400's even higher. It was like two, 300. So let's look at some sales here. So, um, it's weird. StockX only has uh, listings for like June 15th. That's kind of weird. But yeah, dude, I just remember seeing it on on you on StockX and Goat for like two hundred bucks, and now the guy died, and they took him off the app, and it's like still like un unsure if they're gonna release them or not. It's like a thousand dollars now, and it's just like it just goes to show you, man. Like in life, you kind of need. It's kind of like when terrible things happen to you in life, it's actually good, you know. Like if you look at like my uh, like Shane Gillis. He was this um, funny comic that was nobody. He got SNL because he was very funny, and they saw that. And then he got his whole fucking fiasco where he got canceled. And I'm sure those months were just devastating. Like, everyone was calling him a racist. I mean, he was on, like, 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 he was on lists of canceled people with, like, Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. It's like, what the fuck? And now he's a fucking, like, theater comic he's he's on rogan they're best friends he's like a millionaire now probably and it's just like uh he had something like terrible have to happen to him for that to happen you know it's so crazy if you think about the kobe shoes like when, when kobe was alive and his basketball line was out no one gave a shit about those you know you can get them for fucking retail value and he dies, and, like, you know, now these, like, fucking, these Grinch Kobe's, they're all, like, they're in the thousands of dollars. Nike's re-releasing the Kobe line, which is, like, I mean, I, I hope they just, I just hope for the love of God they make, like, they try to make a million pairs so people can actually get them. Like, if Nike's going to do their whole fucking capitalistic bullshit, make 14 pairs of each Kobe, and be like, we're re-releasing them because we care about the Kobe, we want to... Bring his uh, his name back or make everyone remember. It's like, oh, my God, dude. It's like you're going to capitalize again off the guy. And you're only doing it because he's fucking dead. And you know there's it's going to make a shit ton of money, dude. I just hope they make enough pairs. I really do. I hope they make enough pairs so everyone can get a fucking pair, dude. God, it sucks getting older because when you get older, you just realize everything's about fucking money, you know? Everyone's decisions are money-based. Why am I here? Why am I here? Because I'm hoping that 
um, I connect with you guys, you fans, you get to know me a little better, and you come out to my shows, give me some fucking money, right? Or if I do this podcast, and then I get more um, hours on YouTube, get more money, right? Everything we do is fucking money-based. Why did I buy Squish? Why did I buy Squish? It's because he's soft, and when I squish him, it makes me feel better, and then I can concentrate and, 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 and tell more jokes and get more money. Everything's money-based! So, yeah. What I'm trying to say is, I need something terrible to happen to me. <laughs> if my life goes perfect and according to plan, without any controversy, I am fucked. I'm going to be living in a, a, a lower middle class lifestyle with my squish, with my, with my custom dunks, and my fucking cats. Probably mad at me. He's like, why can't you afford more space, James? You're the worst father ever. Ah! Something bad's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe this is my bad thing. Me being like shadow banned. No, that's not bad. Oh, oh my god, it's the, it's the most saddest thing I've ever said. It's such a first world. I got shadow banned. That's like getting canceled, right? No, it's not. Oh man, I want to get a flip phone. Does anyone have a flip phone they can sell me? I want to get a flip phone. So like, I'll do my my social media shit, and then I can just like when I go out, or for the rest of the day, just use a flip phone so I can just call and text people. You know what I mean? Is there email on flip phones? I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't need email too. But then you need internet. And with internet, you can get on social media. Man, they got us hooked. All right. So yeah, uh, comment what you think about these cut the check things. Um, when they come out, am I gonna get them? I don't know. Probably. I want to say no, but then I'm. You know, that's what I said about the Jordan one olives, the Travis Scott olives, and I, I ended up getting them. I mean, I guess if they look good, and maybe, but I don't know. I don't even want to think about sneakers, man. I ain't fucking spending so much money on the special taping. Um, I'm investing so much money in my fucking career, man. I have, I have no money for anything else. All right. So, uh, what else is going on? I've been, um, you know, what's funny. I've been so, tr I've been trying to promote the special. I'm, if you're a marketing person, by the way, please hit me up. I need some help. I need some advice. I need some tips. But um, one of the one of the things about becoming like a headlining comic, um, or uh, when you start, I guess, quote unquote, making it in comedy, is uh, it becomes more than just comedy, right? Like when you start doing open mics and shit, all you're doing is getting on stage and writing jokes. There's nothing else to worry about, right? Um, I mean, the only thing you worry about is getting better and like, you know, going from open mic to bar shows. The bar shows, the check spots, the check spots, the guest spots, the guest spots, the pay spot, right? All those spots. Well, like, once you start headlining and shit, putting up content, trying to monetize, um, everything gets fucking. Everything becomes less about the actual doing comedy and it becomes more about business, you know. So, with that being said, it's like I've been trying to promote my special. I've been taking ads out online. I've been asking people to come every day. And uh, I've also been posting flyers around town, New York City. I just I have a bunch of these flyers with QR codes on them of my special taping. I'm just sticking them on fucking poles in New York. And, man, it's so funny because I get so in my head about it, you know? It's just weird because I'm, I'm cool with getting on stage in front of a bunch of strangers and telling people things I wrote that, are, that I think are funny. To drunk people that are like, is this guy funny? Right? I'm able to do that. But me putting flyers in public gives me so much anxiety. Isn't that weird? Why is that? Because I think people, I guess they, I think people are judging. Like literally, like I'm putting one up and I just, can, I just feel people looking at me like, what the fuck is he doing? You know? What's that garbage? And then it's my face on there. That's like, is he posting a picture of himself on there? It's like, it's just like this pathetic, shameless self-promotion, you know? And I did, and then also I think about like, you know, I'm putting up all these flyers. And then I just imagine the people that are working, like the sanitation department, right? They see the posters on the wall and like, what the fuck is this? And it just... <laughs> Snatch it down and throw it away. This fucking homo, you know? 
Just trashing my stupid fucking face and my stupid, stupid flyer, my dreams. You know what the saddest part is? Like, I have this app where I can keep track of the QR code scans. And I, I got to be honest, bro. I don't think one person has scanned it. <laughs> Let's see how many people. Seven. Seven. And those seven are for me testing it out. Dude, how pathetic am I? I fucking put up for these flyers everywhere. I'm paying for this. I'm paying for this analytics, by the way. Like, I, it's not like I just make these QR codes and I get this. No, I'm paying for these for the for the use of this QR code, like thirty bucks a month, and not a single fucker has scanned it. Oh man, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe the flyer is not good. Have you seen the flyer? Have you guys seen the flyer online? I don't know. It's just basically my stupid face with a with a microphone and then my credits and then all the information. But yeah, it's, isn't that fascinating? Like the things that comedians get nervous about. Because like, most people get nervous about getting in front of people and performing. Any any type of public speaking, right? Which is understandable. But comedians, at least for me, I'm different. It's like I'm comfortable getting in front of people. No problem. I'm comfortable performing for people. I don't get stage fright. But I get more nervous when people want to hang out with me, you know, or talk to me. Like anytime I get a DM from someone, hey, man, like I see you're going to be blah, blah, blah. Like we'll love to meet up or hey, man, I see you're doing this. Like, can I open for you? And like that's annoying. But then I also like I it's like it's just this me and this other person in a fucking chat room. And I get so awkward, dude. I just feel so weird. You know, I have all these thoughts like what do they want? Like. Oh, uh, like, like, what if they, like, there's something about when you perform for a large group, you can kind of hide who you really are, you know, especially with standups, like you're doing an act, you're doing prepared stuff, like, you you know what's going to happen, and like, you can kind of, like, um, it's funny, because my girlfriend and I were talking about this, but it's like, you know, individual people, like, are different than a group of people, you know? Like, that's why friendships and relationships are so important because that's when you can be the most real with people and um, honest, right? And they accept you. But then groups of people are just a, like, it's just one big bumbling idiot, you know? Like, groups of people are fucking, like, they're they're sheep, they're morons, they're like, um, they're like cattle, you know? Like, it's so fun because, like, every time we go to the airport, what is it? Hundreds of people. And then well, how do you feel at the airport? You feel like everyone's in your fucking way. Everyone's too slow. Everyone's retarded, right? They, they're, 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 like, you just hate them. You're just hating everyone all the time, right? But then one-on-one with a person um, that you know, you like, you start to think, like, oh, why can't everyone be like this, right? This it, it's, just, it's a weird phenomenon. And we're, like, so, like, with comedy, you can, can you can figure out how to control a group of people, but it's hard to control one person. You know, I sound really creepy. You can't control, you can't control. Um, I'm not Jonah Hill. Yeah, it's weird. That's why the real the real crazy people are people that like the narcissist people, right? That like they they do try to figure out how they can control individual people. And then the people that they can't control, they just, like, they don't bother with, you know? Like, you ever been in a relationship with someone that everything they do is to try to, like, get you to do exactly what you want? Like, they try to control you. And the moment you figure it out and the moment you rebel, they, like, throw you away in the garbage. Like, they gaslight you saying you're the problem. And then they fucking move on to someone else. And they find someone else they can fucking control. That's weird. But if you can control a whole whole group of people for good, you know, not like Hitler controlled people, but, like, if you can control people to make you, you know, make laugh and have fun, it's a little different, you know? What, what was the fucking point? <laughs> what was the point of oh, this whole fucking spiel? We're talking about the QR codes, how no one... Oh, yeah, so I'm putting up flyers, man, and it's just so... I, it's so funny how I, I get nervous about putting up flyers. Do you know what else I get nervous about? I get nervous to do karaoke. Isn't that weird? Because it doesn't, to me, that doesn't seem too far from comedy. It's like, or acting. It's like, well, karaoke, you have the words. You're not creating anything. You're not really putting, you're putting yourself out there. 
because you're standing in front of a bunch of people singing with your, you know, what if you, you know, I have a stupid voice, right? Stupid robot voice, stupid AM radio voice. So you just, you may be insecure about that, but it's like, I get really anxious. Like when people go, you want to do karaoke? I'm like, ah, I'm fucking, I'd rather jump off a cliff, you know? And there's something about getting up there and just singing. Maybe it's because I don't sing often. And to me, that's being vulnerable when I'm when I'm singing and letting myself go in front of others. You know, I've got more confidence in. I've got more confidence in dancing. Like I've been to a few weddings this year, and I'm always like in my head if I dance, like like all oh, people think I look stupid. People think I look, you know, like a, I'm a square. You know, I'm supposed to be this comedian. Everyone's looking at me like this guy's not. Not only is he not funny, but he's a cornball. He can't move. But then when I get drunk and I really start just dancing to the music and like the moments I stop giving a shit and have fun, like I've been able to kind of channel that more. And it's so funny because recently I've been going to weddings and people have been like, hey, I see you move out there. Whoa. Like, you know what you're doing? I'm like, no, I don't. I'm just really? You think so? And to me, that's like the highest compliment. I'm just like, really? You think like I, I like when someone goes good set? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, like but then when someone goes, oh, you can you can fucking move, man. I feel like a fucking sex symbol, symbol you know? Like fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds in this shit. Brad Pitt with his fucking flick, Fight Club body. Body? Fight Club body. It's weird. I guess it's because like, I'm used to comedy and I know it. So like obviously I'm more comfortable. But like, yeah, it doesn't translate. Just because you're comfortable on stage doing stand-up doesn't mean you're going to be comfortable... Putting up flyers over your own face in public or doing karaoke. You would think, but it, it really it really doesn't, you know. I guess it's just like, it just comes down to like, if you're going to be in front of a group of people and do something that you're, you don't know, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Funny world we live in, right, folks? Anyways, I think we're at an hour here, man. Um, guys... Um, in addition to the special taping, I do have a lot of tour dates coming up. Um, I'm actually, you know, what's funny. Like I, as much as I, I hate myself and I, I'm self-deprecating and I feel like I'm not doing shit. I got a lot of tour dates coming up and it's actually pretty impressive, man. It's a sad thing about life, man. I need, it's, it's hard to really appreciate what you have, you know? You just because we just get so used to it. you like something good happens like let's say you get a new car right it's your dream car whatever Ferrari Aston Martin or it could be let's say it's just a Toyota right something small a Ford Focus that's your dream car you get it and then two months in two months in you're fucking yelling at the fucking uh, the Bluetooth for not working right you start throwing garbage on the floor you're forgetting about it right. It's not going fast enough, Buh, right? You're taking it to the shop. This piece of shit cost me so much money. It's like we always forget. We forget. We forget. We forget. Um, uh, you know, but uh, so whenever I do my plugs, I I I, I do feel kind of like I'm doing something with my life. Anyways, so um, this weekend, guys. Um, oh yeah, this weekend. Right now, I am in uh Miami. And if you not right now, right now I'm in New York doing the podcast. But um, if you're watching this, this comes out Saturday. I have a couple of shows at the Comedy in Miami. Um, hope the first couple of shows went well. Um, and next week I'm in Austin, Texas for one night. Roscoe's Comedy Club. Please come out to that. Um, oh, also July 27th, next Thursday, I'm going to be doing an hour in Brooklyn at Easy Lover. Come out to that. August 4th, 5th, Hartford, Connecticut, headlining. And then August 10th, doing the special taping. Please, for the love of God, if you haven't gotten tickets already, just fucking get them so I have more security. And um, after that, we're in L.A. for the Flappers Comedy Festival and some other shit. Mic Drop Comedy, August 20th in San Diego. And then um, then I'm chilling for a little bit, it looks like. It looks like I don't go back on the road till September 14th. Brick Louisville Comedy Club. Louisville, Kentucky, September 15th, 16th, Brick Comedy Club in Indianapolis. And then, um, then uh, you know, things are always being updated, too. My schedule is um, always changing. Those dates are as firm, but I always add shit along the way. 
And then we have uh, Vegas coming up. We got Vegas finally, October 24th, 26th. I'll have details up soon. And then also Baltimore, Washington, D.C., December 2nd, uh, December 1st, 2nd, and then Dallas, Texas, Dallas Comedy Club, November 3rd, 4th. Go get your tickets, jamescamacho.com. And uh, as I scroll through the calendar here, we got more. We got L.A. again in December. We got Medford, Oregon, um, Northwest in um, in March. So things are looking, man. Dates are being added and um, specials coming out. Hopefully the release of the special will help me on the road and hopefully I can finally get in favor with this algorithm. But until then... I'm going to be doing cuck comedy on there. And um, yeah, but youtube.com slash James Camacho for the real comedy. Guys, thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Kicking It With Camacho. If you have any questions you want to ask to be answered on the future podcast, please send them over. Sites and adios. Love you. XOXO.